everyone, welcome to 90 Day 3-Way. What an episode this week, my friends. I think I'm with Kelly now and I'm like back in it. I think this episode <laughs> redeemed it for me. I, I don't know. There was a lot. There was a lot. We're going to get into that in a second. Um, but first, as always, a reminder, you can find us on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at 90 Day 3-Way, so we can discuss what we saw this past weekend. Oh my goodness. I just, I don't know if you guys know this, but I learned something this week on the show. I learned that oranges aren't watermelons. (laughs) And I learned about something called bougie swamp. So those are my takeaways. (laughs) Those are the things I learned. Tamara, did you learn anything? No, because I'm currently holding a watermelon and a lemon and an orange to see where I um, am on the scale of things. (laughs) So, yeah, I learned about that, too. So I'll let you know by the end of the episode where I'm at. I'm maybe an apple. I don't know. (laughs) Kelly, how are you? You know, I'm just thinking about the sweets that I want to put in my belly. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot in this episode. And, you know, I, as you know, I messaged you guys and said, I haven't really watched the last 20 minutes, right? You got, and you were like, watch it. And I have to tell you, I'm so glad I did because I would have missed, I would have missed some good stuff. And I'm really <laughs> glad I, um, I finished the episode because as we know, sometimes when we watch these episodes, it can feel like, oh my God, okay, this is dragging. But then there's always like a good nugget that happens and it's like, okay, well, it was worth it. So, mm-hmm. um, and of course, figuring out the fruit levels and how we rate boobs against fruit, that was a big learning <laughs> lesson for us Huge. this week. Yeah. Huge. So, um, okay. So I think let's just, you know, let's just get right into it. Um, and I think we should just start with Angela and Michael since we've already talked about the fruit boob situation. Um, so Michael's <laughs> hanging out. Michael's hanging out with his friends at the neighborhood ping pong table right and he's <laughs> and there he's talking about the um the surgery he's talking about how Angela was in a bubble bath and she was you know and he was so turned on and I mean his friends um what it, what what are their names a, a day and Peter what are their and names Peter's the goofballs the goofballs yeah. yeah and they were I mean in their little confessional and they're just like Oh my God. Like, like, I didn't want to say anything. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to see her in a bubble bath. So the friends are not into it. But I have to tell you, like, and I know we've talked about this. Like, when Michael was talking about her, the friends, I'm like, he's like really into her. Like, he loves this woman. Like, he's, you know, he does legitimately think she's sexy. He is excited to, you know, have her as his wife. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's really into it. So, um, yeah and then they kind of got into the whole conversation around her boobs because obviously they're smaller which then led to the fruit the fruit analogies right yeah like and i love that when he was in his uh uh, confession. I hate calling it confessional. It sound like uh, sounds like something on MTV. Uh, but when he's on his like one-on-one interview, he says like he's like you know I'm hanging out with the goofballs, and I'm like he actually calls his friends the goofballs. He, like it's a term of endearment, you know. And then they were like when they were like no man, we don't want to see Angela's boobs, and we don't want to see Angela in the bathtub. We don't want to see any of that. Like it was just hysterical. And then like then we get like a little like deeper information as to why he's a boob man right did we oh I, I mean, did i that, black out during that i don't remember uh, you might have i wish that I had. was disturbing my mouth was oh, definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, gaping yep. open yep yeah yep. <laughs> that's the whole thing about his mom and how he breastfed yeah. yes. when he was nine and how yes. he yeah. play with them and suck them and i was like okay yes and okay. that's why he's yep. a boob man because yep. he breastfed till he was nine and he liked yes. to play with his mother's boobs yeah Oh God! <laughs> and he said he's like I did it because I like like I did it because I liked it. It wasn't like because that's the only way we were gonna like I was really gonna be able to eat. You know what I mean? Like right. it was just like he did it because he liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was um, what is that? Um, oh, some Freud- Freud- Freudian shit right there. There's not enough therapy. Yeah, that's to- some Freudian <laughs> shit right there. Had <laughs> a piss in the id and all of that. Like it's oh. way too much there. Um, but then it was like really interesting how much they knew about IVF. Yes. Did you? Did, I learned a lot about IVF. I didn't know you could have sperm in another country shipped to America. 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you can and, freeze it. Well, yeah, but come on, what are the costs for that? A like, lot. To, like international shipping alone for like an outfit is way too much. <laughs> like how much do you think it's going to be for sperm? <laughs> they have TLC money. They're just like, whatever. Like, right. <laughs> Yeah, but then that's why the guy was like, well, Angela spent all this money to get thin, so, like, you should be able to spend money to have a baby. You know? Uh, yeah, object. Yes, fair enough. But, I mean, uh, she did, like, we know she didn't spend any money to do that. You know, it's like, we know that they're not going to ship his sperm to America for free. I mean, maybe Matt Sharp might, you know, just so he can keep the storyline going. But when we've said we've had enough, we've had enough. He'll send like, it with a producer. He'll be like, you know, fly back. Go to a Georgia. Yeah. He's in like an igloo cooler, like on the plane with yeah. like Michael Sperm. Totally. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Keep it but at then... 42 degrees, like yeah. whatever it needs to be at, at all costs. <laughs> totally. Totally. It would be that producer's fault that Angela and Michael are not able to have a baby. Um, but then Michael reveals the issue with all of this, right, mm-hmm. is that he has to provide a sperm yes provides sperm mm-hmm. and he does not masturbate now right question do you guys believe that he has never masturbated <sighs> oh. all right i don't want to say no because he said it's against his religion is that what it was is that why he mm-hmm, doesn't mm-hmm. masturbate yeah. yeah so i don't want to call him out and be like you're lying but mm-hmm. i mean i find it hard to believe that a man has gone this long in life without masturbating yes that's mm-hmm. all and being single <sighs> and being single yeah i also kind of believe him because I feel like Michael is very honest mm. so like like he's not shown us that he's like a liar so like I kind of believe him for that reason but I also I'm on the same page with you Lynn that yes it's hard to believe that he has gone this long but maybe he was just always about getting the BJ's for the right. for the ride oh, which so, I love that too right. when he was like I don't cheat on her anymore and the producer's like wait because I too was like wait a minute right and then when the producer was like wait did you cheat on Angela he's like I did the BJ he's like a little like a little kid and he got like a little giggly and I yes. was like oh Michael yeah. yeah, I do. I do a BJ. That's what he said. I do a BJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which is why I find it believable. So I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn. Yeah, I know. Because I, I kind of, I, I agree with you. I kind of like Michael, and he's like, he's really likable, and you, mm-hmm. you know, and you do want to think like he's, you know, he's telling the truth. But it also just, I think, seems hard to believe, right? Right. Um. Okay. So then. He so then Michael and Angela get on a phone call to talk about it, and essentially mm-hmm. Michael's planned this whole thing, right? Of like, well, yeah, this is for Skylar, and she's gonna we're gonna plant the egg <laughs> right. in Angela, mm-hmm. but like nobody's really. I mean, I think this was the plan before, <laughs> right? But like nobody's really had, and Angela's like, sweetie, do you think I went and lost all this weight and changed my whole body so now I can go like? carry a baby like it's like there's been again no communication around what they're doing and why michael's gonna do this no and Skyla said no she's not giving an egg so no exactly kelly lynn when you talk to your friends Mm -hmm. you're not on the corner playing ping pong with the goofballs you're Mm -hmm. talking to your friends about your life issues and really getting good solid advice right Mm -hmm. michael got his advice from the goofballs Need I say more? Like they don't, like you said, they don't think it through. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's all Mm -hmm. all, all they're doing over and over with him. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like just encouraging him to get into more trouble with Angela. That's all they're doing. Yeah. And that's why Angela doesn't like the fucking goofballs. But they're fun. I like the goofballs. They are. They are so fun. They (laughs) remind me of like, what are the little things in the Lion King? You know, the little hyenas? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Shenzi, Bonsai, and Ed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. like, and Ed's the yeah yeah guy, right? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's them. That's them. They're just like, yeah, do it, do it, do it. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, when Angela tells Michael, if you're going to masturbate, like, I'm going to be the one in the room when you do it. I'm going to be on the phone with you while you do it. So. <laughs> Okay. Right, anyway. and then and then he thought that was agreeance. Like she wasn't agreeing with you. She was just like, I guess we can do. Like she didn't yeah. say yes. I want to go for. She wasn't saying yes. My daughter's giving you an egg because right. she said I'm going to be on the phone with you when you masturbate. But right. like, <laughs> right. but 
Michael doesn't know. You know, he they just. They gotta find an egg fast, though, if he does that. Jesus. Well, he, like, really, really, really wants to be a dad. And even, like, the goofballs were like, he, wa- he won't feel complete unless he has a he really wants to be a father you know so it does kind of have to be considered and i do think while angela can't really carry the baby i do think they need to figure that out you know and i think angela is being a little selfish because obviously you know it's about her and what she wants and you know and michael doesn't know and blah 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 blah. but i really do think poor little michael wants to be a dad so he does i feel bad poor thing yeah okay um let's move on to julia and brandon because this was totally boring so they're packing up and moving out to their apartment that is 35 minutes away mm-hmm. and you would think because the way freaking betty is reacting mm-hmm. that they are moving like to three utah hours <laughs> yeah like they're moving 35 minutes away <laughs> like hello, I drive 35 minutes to go to like Target. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, and like they're acting like it's the biggest deal in the whole world. And like, now now we're going to leave their house and come home and they're not going to be with us and they're not going to be here and he's always lived here. Did Betty think Brandon was never going to move out of that, off that farm? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Oh yeah, they both did. They're going to give him the farm. He's going to be there forever. Yeah, remember Ron said that he hoped that he would take over, blah, 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 you know, that whole thing. So, yeah. And, um, you know, at the same time, I get Brandon, too, when he was like, well, we can come over. Like, we're going to be poor. So, like, let us come over for dinner. Like, of course, Brandon's still going to want to see his parents. I mean, right. it's his parents. So they have to sort of find a happy medium. And, you know, if Julia doesn't want to go over for dinner, she doesn't have to go. She can stay. She can stay home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she was like, she the, she was just so annoying, a, a, a little annoying, where it's like, she's like, why is your mom just sitting there, like, doing nothing, da-da-da, and I think the producers probably told Betty to just not help, just so, to see if it would create chaos, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you could tell she was just sitting there, like, and Betty doesn't seem like the type that's not helpful, not that, you know, I'm taking anyone's side, but I feel like Betty seems like the type of mom that would be, that would be helping, and Ron was like, I couldn't be happy to get him out the house so he could see how hard it is and fail and come home like he's got a whole he's got a whole different attitude and betty's like you know typical mom very sad that her baby boy is flying the coop you know and then when julia was like lock the door lock the door when they left i was like girl stop it just stop it i know like she yeah it's it they were boring there was nothing like more to i wrote four sentences for them like i was just like eh, this is not interesting this week maybe next week looks good I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then the whole <laughs> thing of like, oh, he chose Julia over us. And it's like, well, it's his wife. He, you know what I mean? And he's got he's to gotta figure it out. And ultimately, Brandon hasn't done anything wrong, right? Like he moved out of his parents' house. He moved 30 minutes away. Like he's, you know, he's just trying to move on with his life the best way he can. And he still wants to see his parents. But yeah, Julia is also a little bit of a pain, pain in the butt. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah, so next week, I think she wants to put, what she want to put, like a, does she want to put a pole in that? A pole and a did, baby crib. And a baby bed. Yeah, she mm-hmm. wants to put a pole in mm-hmm. a baby bed. Okay, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. mama's got to work while the baby sleeps. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> She'll start an OnlyFans. Yeah, exactly. If she hasn't already. I'm sure she already has. Exactly. I think they all have one, mm-hmm. most of these people. Not surprising. Um, okay, moving on to Kalani and Oswalu, another one that was fairly quick, although next week looked kind of amazing, which I need Can't to wait. talk about that because I'm like, what did I just see? <laughs> okay, so um, uh, Oswalu goes to pick up the mother and Tammy and yep. Tammy's kids. Yep. In his cute little Santa sweater. <laughs> yep. Um, and... What happened? They just kind of talked, right? Like, I don't even really understand. Yeah, like, he was just telling them to be on perfect behavior. And, you know, and his mom was like, okay. And his sister was like, if anyone gets on my nerves, I'm going to. I mean, you know, it was the usual nonsense. Yeah. It was not worried about drama. He was worried about the drama. Yeah. And Tammy is still a little nasty. So she's saying whatever she wants to say. And. She's like, when are you going to give money to mom? She's almost 70. I didn't know there was an age limit on giving your parents money. (laughs) And I was like, what is happening? And, you know, it's like, and then I love my favorite part was Tammy when she was acting like she forgot what happened. 
you did not forget. Oh, that she was threatened like, everybody? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did not forget, Tammy. Stop it. Exactly. Stop it. Yeah. She and said, like, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to beat right. you up. Like on Right. Girl, you know what you did. Mm-hmm. And her, her mom, his mom is doing exactly what my mom does. Like the minute I start complaining about one of my siblings, my mom's like, I don't want to hear it. And I'm like, you know what? You could complain about them all you like. And I have to listen. <laughs> but the minute I start complaining, you're not, like, his mom's like, I don't want to hear it. Stop it. Don't talk about your sister. Like, I feel like parents just don't want to hear it anymore when you complain about your siblings because they've heard it your entire life. And when you've grown up and you're still complaining, they're like, I don't want to hear it anymore but it was just kind of yeah it is but you know it feels good to let it out that's all I'm saying Mm -hmm. but you know Mm -hmm. it's like you know she says the mom says this specific thing to Asuelu like make sure your wife behaves or is nice so I'm like yeah and I'm like why would you why would you say that like that's not necessary you know yeah no totally totally and then on next week's episode they're at the house. They <laughs> start wait. to get in a fight. Yes. Tammy and the mother and, you know. And then was that a Swalu that tackled? Oh, yeah. Body Tammy? checked her. Yeah. Totally yes. body checks her Okay. Because it, like, yeah. happened so fast. And it was just, like, a shot and a Santa hat across my screen. And I'm like, wait, who is that? And then I'm like, was it low? I was, like, so confused. And I'm like, no, it's a Swalu. I was, like, I was laughing at hysterically. I was like, these people, he did not just body tackle he did he yeah. had his mother too like i think it was both of them he had like he went after tammy and then he had his mom corralled and he was like shoving them out the door i was like whoa i mean look i appreciate that he's trying to like defend his wife because he didn't really do a great job of that at the tell-all right no. like when tammy was threatening everybody but like now we've gone to the extreme like now he's body checking his mother and sister which seems <laughs> a little little crazy well but. that was before he got his ass whipped with the sex toys you know yeah, oh, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Because he, he also loves the boobs too. He likes the right. boobs and right. he likes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Moving on. I'm flying through these because I just want to get the, to the two main events. Okay. So <laughs> Yara and Jovi, because I think the other couples were like so boring this week. So Yara and yeah. Jovi, the thing with Yara and Jovi is like, I just feel like at this point, I'm just watching like a real couple. Like, mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like they have the same drama as the other couples of like, oh, this is never going to happen. This is going to end. This just kind of looks like two people who are like in a marriage with a kid and they're just trying to figure out like how to navigate it. So stuck in a rut. Yeah. So their their scenes just have a different kind of feel to it. And I Mm -hmm. don't find myself getting as like either worked up or like, oh, my God, I'm more just kind of like, well, you know, Yara has a point. Oh, Joe, you know, like I I felt like I'm like more of a mediator in the situation. You know what I mean? So anyway, so they decide they're going to go to Miami because Jovi, you know, he misses Yara. He misses party girl Yara. And to Yara's point, which I totally agree with, she's like, but we're not that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have a baby and we're a husband and wife. And, you know, doesn't mean you can't go out, of course, but like they're not party party people anymore. They can't be. But anyway, this is what I don't understand. Why didn't they just leave the baby home with Gwen? Why did they have to fly Gwen to Miami? Was that the only way that Yara would go was if Mila was there? I think so. I think Jovi positioned it like if you'd feel better if Mila came with us, then mom can come too. So, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Because yeah. I was kind of like, why didn't they just leave Gwen at home? And like that probably just would have been better for everyone. And mm-hmm. also Mila would be comfortable because they lived there. Like Yara and Mila lived there for a while, right? Until they moved to the um, this new apartment. So anyway, I don't know. Um, okay, fine. So they go to Miami whatever wait can we back up did y'all talk about this i missed a few seconds when she was packing and she said she wanted to be bougie Mm -hmm. yes yeah like she can't be bougie um, in new orleans but um what about bringing two jackets to miami miami is bougie (laughs) like that's my concern here like she thinks that wearing jackets on your shoulders is bougie who (laughs) sorry that i I'm just, I was just very concerned. Sorry, I missed a few seconds of it because I. Are you okay? Myself. I think, are you, yeah. do I need to come over and check <laughs> yeah, on you? Because no. you're like, I, it, I, had a, I had a situation, but I'm better. I'm better. Okay. I had to run outside <laughs> for a minute, but I'm back in. Um, <laughs> sorry, y'all. Um, but um, carry on. Where were you? <laughs> I was more just, ta- we were talking about how Gwen had to go because yeah. poor Gwen, they couldn't just stay home in Gwen's house and be comfortable. So, exactly. um, 
Yes. And then she did want to be bougie because she can't be bougie in uh, New Orleans and the bougie, you know, it's not a bougie swamp and blah, 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 blah. Did so now she's. See, did we talk about the bootleg Louis Vuitton luggage? Is it real? Is it fake? You know, I was looking at it because I was eyeballing it thinking I want some Louis luggage. But then I wondered, how is she affording Louis luggage? Because, you know, what does she do? So it might not be real, but it might be real. I don't know. Again, I don't want to call her out for having fake stuff. It's hard to know. There's yeah. the 90 day fiance money. Yeah. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Most people that fly with Louis luggage don't check it. That's all I'm saying. Well, they have their own plane. Uh, so. Right. <laughs> <It's> that. <laughs> exactly. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to just leave it there. So mm. whether you, I'll let people decide whether they think it's fake or real. But most people that fly with Louis luggage, they do not check it. If they are not flying privately, right. they will not check it. So I mean, if I'm I just... had Louis luggage, that shit's not going in the belly of a jet blue. Exactly. Well, they'll saying. steal it. Yes. Like, oh, Either that or yeah, they'll well, tear we're... it up. Like, they'll rip it. Right. <laughs> we'll give you back $250. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, or it'll come out of the conveyor belt like all like wrapped with tape and shit. That happened yeah. to me once. Like my whole bag was like open and it was like wrapped with tape. I was like, what the hell went on in there? Oh, so yeah, God. that's like literally what would happen. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> so they get to Miami and now they're going to go out. Jovi's planned this whole thing, right? Like he has a rooftop and he has champagne and blah, 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 blah. So now Yara's dressed. She wants to know if she looks like a, what did she say? If she looked like a prostitute? Yes. Did she ask her if she looked like a prostitute? Her, yeah, because her dress was tight. So yeah, she had a like pink dress on, or whatever. Porn star or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A porn star. That's what it was. And Jovi's into it because Jovi's like, she looks hot and she looks good. I mean, she looks great. She looks great. Had, yeah. yeah. She just had a baby five months ago. She looks amazing, yeah. right? So, of course, they're getting in the Uber and she's like, is it going to smell like throw up and weed <laughs> the, like they do in New Orleans? I mean, this, this woman hates New Orleans. She's like, the Uber stink. So, anyway, they go and she fell asleep in the car on the way because I mean, she's exhausted. Also, where are they staying in Fort Lauderdale? Because I thought the same <laughs> thing. Because when she said, "How long have I been sleeping?" and he said, "20 minutes," I'm like, "20 minutes? Like, where'd they go? Where are they staying?" They must I, be in Fort Lauderdale because Miami. Mean, it's you're a 30 right minute there. drive. Yeah. I've done that drive, so, so yeah. yes, exactly. So I'm like, "Where are y'all staying?" Because Miami, you just walk downstairs and you're <laughs> and in the outside. action, right? Like yeah. I've also stayed in Miami, as you have, Lynn, and yeah. I'm sure you have, Kelly. Like you are just out there. So like, I was very concerned about where this nice hotel was, but you know, granted, they had to bring Grandma to take care of the baby. I understand that they probably were trying to cut costs. Yeah, but per Gwen, she probably wants an oceanfront. She probably wants like a nice situation. I mean, Gwen was pissed. She was like, I want to eat. Gwen they're, just like, wanted lunch. Yeah, like, they're <laughs> handing her Mylan. She's like, I need to get some food. Like, right. Joby's right. like throwing the baby. Here you go, mom. Bye. Right. right. I know. Like, so Yara takes a nap on the 45 minute trek to Miami, <laughs> right? And then, um, so jo Jovi's not happy about that. But also, in Yara's defense, she's probably just exhausted because she's probably not sleeping great yeah, with the baby. Yeah. She has the baby in the bed. She's, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and now they're out. And, you know, she she wants to she wants to she's just one of those mothers that right now she wants to be with her baby she does not not she does not not want to be with her baby right yeah, and that's fine and it is fine yeah. and i have like i said before i've i have friends like this who they are just like my baby needs me my baby needs me and you know then i'm also friends with the husbands who are like um is there any way like you could talk to her that i just want to spend time with her and i'm like <laughs> i i don't want to get involved but so it's just kind of one of those things where it's like i know people like this and i know that it they're fine and you're to your point it's real couple situations mm -hmm. so it's not like something they're putting on for the tv show i mean he's feeling very neglected and she's feeling like she needs to be with her baby and like that's something they're gonna have to figure out eventually because you know i feel like she needs to meet him halfway like you don't always have to be with your baby she's you know gwen raised jovi you love jovi he's fine Gwen's going to be okay taking care of her and you can enjoy, you can give yourself a one night pass to just have fun, you know, have fun. But she's like saying basically like your life has changed and he's not willing to acknowledge that his life has changed. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just have, I'm going to have a scenario like just to throw out there. If Jovi didn't have this job where he leaves 
for a month at a time. And now, you know, with COVID, him being gone for even longer. And he just, you know, worked in Louisiana somewhere, worked in the city, downtown, doing whatever. They had the baby, but he was there. Do you think Yara would still be this way about the baby? Or do you think she'd be a little more relaxed because Jovi would be around more? Yeah, she'd still be this way. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> my, because yeah, because my friends, their their partners are there, and you know, they're home, and um, but they take on a lot of responsibility in regards to the baby, and um, I think they don't really understand that it's okay for the dad to take care of the baby or someone else to take care of the baby if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so they because they're taking on so much they're easily overwhelmed and they feel very hard to be far away and you know also you know i feel like a lot of new first-time moms go through this you know where it's like you know they have a hard time separating from their babies so i think you know they're going to figure it out. It's I don't want to watch them figure it out, if I'm being honest with you, because like I, like Kelly said, it's too close to real life. And I don't watch a show for real life. Exactly. Yeah. It just, it all feels, and it feels like Jovi, like instead of them being in like confessionals with a producer, I want them to be like talking to a therapist. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like yeah. Jovi is acting like this life, like, this life happened to him like mm-hmm. it just like i don't know she just came here and all of a sudden we're having a baby and uh, now i'm living in a you know in the suburb and I, like he's just has this whole stance of like i never wanted it like this wasn't planned this isn't mm-hmm. how this was supposed to go yara was supposed to come to new orleans i think he envisioned that they would just be like partying their asses off in new orleans the french quarter right and they'd just be like having mm-hmm. a blast and then that and the, but that's not what happened she came she immediately was like this is a dirty village i don't actually <laughs> like it here she never mm-hmm. really even wanted to party there even when before she got pregnant right mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. she got pregnant then covid hit then i mean they've had to deal with a lot in a short period of time as a couple for sure but he just keeps going back to like when yara and i were dating and i'd go visit her like oh we would just be out partying all night and she was you know she was so fun and it's like but that's just but she's a she's older b she's she has a kid now she like she's literally had to like you know have this um this life that she's had to sort of hold together while he's at work and doing whatever else. And she's had to grow up. I mean, honestly. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I think she's okay that, with that too. Like, I don't think yes, she minds. She, yep. She was ready for that life. Yeah. And he wasn't ready. Yeah. That's all that it is. And he, 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 he will eventually be ready and he's happy he has his daughter, but you know, I mean, he, well, how old is he? 20 something? 29, I think. Yeah, I feel like he's close to 30 and she's like 26. Yeah. 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 I mean, he still wanted to party and live that life, you know, and it's like now it's gone and he doesn't know how to grow up and be part of this life and they'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I agree with you that it is like you're watching it. And like when she was like, let's just go Jovi. And he's like kind of yelling at her. And like, I didn't really like he w- the way he was treating her at the mm-hmm. yeah. restaurant, you know, and it was just like, we're not checking in on her. We're not. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and she's just like, you know, and Yara's like, could give a shit. So she's just like, fuck you, Jovi. Like, I'm leaving. Like, she's like, I'm going to get in my vomit smelling Uber and I'm going back to Fort Lauderdale. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, right. she's just like, no. So right. um, anyway, they, yeah, he has a lot to sort. Of, he has to just come to terms with what his life is, is now. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And if maybe once in a great, great while, he'll be able to go to a strip club, but it's just not something he's going to be able to do on the regular. And in next week's episode, he takes say. Yara <laughs> to a strip club. And like, I love when Yara says to him, you're fucking stupid. And I'm like, <laughs> he is like, he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, let, let me show you how I act around. Like, like that's, that is not their relationship. They are not that couple. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yara's not that girl. So. I also think they're probably not having sex. And like for him, that yes. is what he wants. And she keeps pushing him aside for the baby. And that's part of the problem too. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what he said, right? Like I'm hoping like tonight, cause you know, she was looking hot in her pink dress. Like I'm hoping tonight we're going to be able to have sex, mm-hmm. you know? Cause clearly he probably came back from his months away and nothing has happened and he's right. not happy, you know? So, mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so now let's get to the to the matters at hand. Okay, <laughs> so we've got Natalie and Mike, and we've got everybody's yelling at Andre. So I'm gonna <sighs> stick with. Um, I'm gonna go to Natalie and Mike. So here is a question for you guys: mm-hmm. Is Natalie a lesbian? Well, girl, I wondered that. Hold on, that is exactly what I wrote. Mm-hmm. I like, said, is Natalie in a relationship with, with Julia? <laughs> That's what, girl. I said, listen to this quote that I wrote down. Juliana said, "You are so soft, yes. feminine, yeah. and beautiful." Yes, yes. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have never had any of my girlfriends when I'm talking and... about my life mm-hmm. say that mm-hmm. to me. Tamara, you are so soft and so beautiful. And (laughs) it was a non sequitur for what they were talking about. Like, Natalie's like, he does not talk to me. He's so mean to me. And she's like, you are so soft and so beautiful and so feminine. And I was like, I actually watched it three times because I was like, wait, did I miss something? Did Natalie say, like, I don't feel attractive or like, I don't, I feel ugly. Like, I'm like, this response doesn't even go with what Natalie's complaining about. Yeah. And... Okay, so t- I'm, I'm going to take you on a journey, and this is all hypothetical, so please do not come for me, anyone. Um, so I was looking at Juliana, and she had a wig on. And I was yeah. like, is this Natalie's man dressed up as a woman, <laughs> like, trying to be her best oh, friend? Oh, my oh, God. God. I know I went there. I went there. I told you it was crazy. And it was totally hypothetical. But Juliana does wear a really bad wig. And that's why she wears those headbands to keep it on. I didn't know it was a wig. Look at that. Look at that. that oh, I'm not trying me. not to. I'm trying not to. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. She And she looks silly. It's also like she took fashion tips from um, Angela's psychic. Like yes. She's like, how do I look like the eccentric <laughs> Russian friend? Like, let me put this headband on and... Yeah, it's really, really weird, right? So she says Mm -hmm. that to her, and you're kind of like, huh? Then (laughs) Mike and Natalie really get into it during the confessional, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, Natalie is complaining, and, I mean, whoever the producer of that segment was, he was probably like, oh, my God. So... They're really going in on it, and I'm going to... Wait, 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 wait. She, so we got to go back to when she was talking to um, Juliana. When she was, yes. she said, his mom called me an immoral woman. I was like, I love that That for um, for the way you could call a hooker. You could call people you don't like. Instead of being like, she's a hooker, you could be like, you're an immoral woman. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I was like, hmm, a moral woman. And then she was like, you know, she she raised a great point, which we've talked about before. And I wanted to just hit on it really quickly. It's like, it's he said, she said, would Mike talk down to me or speak that way to me if I was an American? And what do you guys think? Um... I well, I don't know because I've never, I don't know. I don't know what his dynamic was with his ex-wife. Like, I don't know if he treated her the same way. Mm-hmm. If there's a pattern, then I don't think it would matter if she was an American or not. Right. So Fair. I don't know. Right. And then she, did you like the analogy about the elephant? That he's a big, beautiful elephant? Yes. <laughs> yes. And the stick with his mother. And yes. the, the attached to the mother with a stick and he could break the stick but he does not break the stick he keeps the stick yes i'm sorry that was such a great great analogy that i just couldn't i couldn't let us pass that one by and yeah i think natalie keeps saying that like if i was american but i I don't know that I fall into that either because it all gets revealed, right? Because their fight kind of goes over a couple different segments, Mm -hmm. right? So they have the initial fight. So hold on. I'm going to go to the end of the fight because I really want to dig deeper into this lesbian Mm -hmm. theory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So because now, so a lot of stuff happens in the fights, which we'll, which we'll talk about. So now at the end, Mike reveals and Mike's up like Mike's off the couch he's up he's in the wings like you can see like you know whatever the the set is you can see like there's nothing he's like just like a concrete wall and it's kind of like you haven't been home you literally have not slept at our house since Christmas Mm -hmm. and she essentially is living at Juliana's Mm -hmm. and says she has a a room there Mm -hmm. and Mike's like oh my god you have a room there like Mike doesn't even know Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, she stays there all the time. That's where she, you know, feels safe and blah, 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 blah. And just like her reaction to everything, I was like, 
Mm-hmm. I feel like they are 100% in a relationship and she is using Mike and this marriage and everything because she has to because mm-hmm. she wants to stay in America mm-hmm. and she needs to keep it and she's waiting to get like her work visa and everything else but mm-hmm. I think she is fully this is and I know we're, this has been the episode where we're like we don't want to call him a liar we don't want to say her luggage is fake but I'm going to say <laughs> I 100% think they're in a relationship I'm gonna I'm going out on a limb okay. and not that there's any like obviously nothing wrong with that but I am like I think she is just using, I think she's using Mike and I think she doesn't obviously want to tell him what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. Even though I think she had mentioned when we first met Juliana a couple of episodes ago that her husband, like she has a husband, mm-hmm. but like we've never seen the husband. Mm-hmm. We've never, there's, you know, and now she's staying there and then the scenes for next week, they're like in bed together with their arms around each other. Which yes! Again, <laughs> I don't tell you guys that you're soft and beautiful and I definitely don't get in bed with you and wrap my arms around you oh, unless, no. well, like, not since college, I, but you know. Since yeah. it's college. Like, exactly. Not since we were 18 and that's not what you that we did. were doing anything. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I would hug you guys I mean, we if you were, if you were going stuff, through a rough that. time. Yeah. I would, you know, but like, I don't know. And I was just like, this is so weird. And I feel like that reveal of like the fact that she was essentially living, that she's been living at Juliana's was like, I don't huge. know. I, yeah. I feel like that was like a big reveal for us. It was like, dun, dun, dun. Yes. yes. And then like Juliana also told her, girl, you are a woman with a capital W. She and did? I was like, yes. she did. She did tell her yes. that. And I was like. Also, my friends have never told me yeah. that, but it was no. the way it was the way she said it. Right. I think it's like what you're saying. I I agree with because it's in the way it's in her delivery. Right. It's not like, girl, he shouldn't be doing that to you. What's wrong with him? You know, you're 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 a beautiful woman. You know, it's not like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like your friends, the way they tell you, like, why do you have to take that shit from that asshole? Da, 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 da. She's not doing that. She's just like, you are feminine and soft and beautiful. Yes. <laughs> like, it is so it was like, like oh my god like a dude like a man saying it to her yeah it was just very odd the conversation not that there, like you said there's anything wrong with it but my question is do they allow for um same-sex marriages to um be to get a green card like be uh get a green card when they get married like you know armando and kenny could they like be in america and could he can he become a citizen i'm sorry well, armando it's legal. I mean, same-sex marriage is legal in this country, so they should. I mean, I don't I don't know for sure, but I mean, it's not like it's not illegal. So, I mean, it's legal for anybody in this country. It's legal, right. To get married, right. you know, same sex. So, I don't right. see why they would deny someone a green card for that. Right. I could so I don't that know, like though. That's why I'm just I'm just going with that theory like maybe she couldn't find like a girlfriend somewhere online. And also, we've never really seen like a fully in a, like, you know, a 90 day fiance situation where they got married here and they're going forward with, right. you know, the visa situation. So I wondered if that was something that is absolutely not happening in the U.S. and we are just not aware of it or if it does happen and we, they just haven't, you know, highlighted a couple. The closest we got to a uh, lesbian couple was um, oh, what, the, that fake, and, those uh, fake outs. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of the other ones. Yeah, the glitter girl. Yeah, glitter buggins. It's her name. Yeah, on glitter buggins. I can't yeah. think of her name. Right that's what I, so I was like, Erica, the glitter girl. Stephanie and Erica. Erica yes, yes, yes. So, and then, like, I mean, I loved when mom came on the phone because Natalie was like, she looked like a deer in headlights. Like, she was just like stuck because I was like Natalie went off then Mike went off then Mike went all the way off and then mama came in and she was going off everybody was like losing their shit this in the scene and I was like oh my god but here's the thing I mean any mom would lose it if they saw someone treating their child that way yes and I don't think she called her a hooker like we said maybe she's a good cooker but she definitely didn't call her a hooker here (laughs) is the thing we have been watching this show for how long if she had called her a hooker they would have shown the clip they would have shown the clip right a million times they would have shown it they would have done you know they did it with something recently where we it was something we didn't know and then they showed us the that it happened there was like a a recap or whatever we were like oh there it is you know what i mean like they would have shown it unless they're gonna hold out for like the tell-all and all of a sudden there was like a clip of of 
the mother being like you hooker but like also like why would she ever call her that it doesn't even make sense just randomly in the kitchen while she's making mashed potatoes you're such a hooker with those potatoes yeah like what yeah like I feel like I don't know she like you said she probably said something else and Natalie thought she was I don't even know why she would have thought she was calling her a hooker you know what it is Natalie probably tried to put olive oil in the mashed potatoes and she was like no you don't hooker (laughs) (laughs) we put butter in this house like Exactly. And Natalie Remember thought... Lafayette? Lafayette called everybody a hooker. She was putting from, raisins from in the potato bluff. salad. Uh-uh. Right. No hooker? <laughs> Not totally. <today. laughs> totally. And I think just one more thing on the Natalie Juliana thing, and then we'll talk about the other things that, you know, came out in the fight, is that she, um, like when Mike was like, we just, you know, had sex two days ago, and then you left immediately and you went to Juliana's house. Like, it's weird. Right. Why is that happening? And then the other thing is, look, Natalie maybe isn't a lesbian and maybe she came and then she met Juliana and now they have some connection. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. But I 100% think there is something beyond friendship going mm-hmm. on between these two mm-hmm. women. And Absolutely. maybe it's just from Juliana's side and Natalie isn't necessarily reciprocating, but she's also happy to be getting the attention from someone because she doesn't mm-hmm. feel like she's getting the attention from Mike, because mm-hmm. we've well, also known people to do that. Sorry. Right. Guys. And she said, no, no, no. And she said that, right? Yeah. She said something about like having an emotional connection with her, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then like, I was just reviewing my notes and my note says, maybe she's having an affair with Juliana, question mark, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> you, you clearly like, every, I, I, I feel like everyone that watched that, definitely took away that there was something going on there and like you said maybe it's not like a reciprocal thing but definitely Natalie is getting the emotional like you know connection she needs from someone and Juliana just has a pretty girl that she could lust after I don't know but it is definitely very 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 strange there um their relationship how did they meet did we ever know like because all of a sudden this Juliana just appeared like, did we ever know how Natalie met her? Did she meet her at the store? Did she meet her in the I park? I don't actually know. She said, she said, I have a friend here mm-hmm. who's Russian. And oh, I think she said she met her online because she was looking for friends. Okay. But like, what was it online? Was it like so, Tinder? Like, you know right. what I mean? So do you think maybe she met Juliana first and then... When she realized Mike lived in that Seattle area, she was like, hey, I found this guy to get me over there and then we can be together after Mm. I go through the motions of the marriage and the green card and all that stuff. Hooker, you're onto something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. Let's just call each other Hooker all hooker, the time. Listen. Yeah, I mean, listen, Hooker. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, yeah, it's def- there is definitely something. Definitely mm-hmm. something. Because mm-hmm. to what we just said, right, she did just appear out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, she had this super close friend. Yeah. And then this is where she stayed before the surgery. This is where, you know, Mike then revealed that she literally has been sleeping there every single night. She had, like, it's very strange. She went and regifted her Christmas gifts. Oh, my God. So did she give them to Juliana or did she just give them away to her other friends because she doesn't know anybody else? So who is she giving them to? Right. I think she gave them to. Well, yeah, because he said you gave them to your friends. But to your point, what other friends is she giving? And what the hell was Mike giving Natalie that Natalie was regifting? Right. Like I'm envisioning like lingerie and Natalie's like regifting it to like her friends. Yeah. Okay. Here's another crazy theory. Hear me out. Juliana is her confidant, her emotional connection. Maybe there is a bigger like Russian community that we haven't met because maybe they're not on camera or whatever. And Natalie met someone else during the time she'd been hanging out with Juliana. So Juliana is the middle person? Yes. Juliana just kind of protects her secret as friends do at times in situations like this. Um, Maybe Juliana is like her secret keeper. Maybe she just has another boyfriend and she says she's going to Juliana's. I mean, Mike's not going to call Juliana up and ask, right? Is Natalie there? He's going to call Natalie on her cell phone. So maybe she's just going to someone, some other man's house. But then why is Juliana mm-hmm. going on with the you're so soft and feminine and beautiful? Because like- she's hopelessly in love with her, probably. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't- 
I don't know. I'm just saying, like, maybe maybe Juliana is just like uh, a cover, like when you're sneaking out to go out to a party when you were younger, you know, and you're like, I'm going to so-and-so's house because your mom trusts them. And then you're really like doing something else, running the streets. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm running just saying. Running the streets is situate. That's me. Right. <laughs> a Brooklyn girl, Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I was thinking might be happening. But that's just another one of my theories. So it's a lot. It's very layered go... now. I like this. Yes. I like yes. This. You can yeah. you can go either way with it. She's yes. She's using mm. Juliana as a um, what do you call them? Uh, the cover. Like when someone yeah, as a cover. A beard. And or be a beard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> a beard, uh, I guess, if she was in a true lesbian relationship with someone else, but or she's just, uh, yeah, she's just ha- having an affair with Juliana, or maybe none of the above. Who knows? Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how this goes out because I also feel like this whole Juliana thing did not get revealed for nothing. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. she didn't suddenly appear. Like, I get that Mike and Natalie are having their issues, but, like, we could have just been focused on Hookergate, and that could have been that, right? Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. they've, like, really brought us in deep on the Juliana thing. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Do you think um, Mike suspects anything between Natalie and Juliana? Do you think he's like, why do you spend so much time with her? I think he does. Mm-hmm. And I think for the cameras, I think Mike is putting on a show for the cameras. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he even said, I didn't want to say anything. Mm-hmm. I did. Like, I think I think Mike actually cares about Natalie. Mm-hmm. Right. Why? I do not know. Because I think Natalie is just a terror. Like she just. Ah. Um, so but I think he genuinely cares about her. And I think he was trying for the cameras, even though we're, it's supposed to be reality. We're supposed to be seeing what's actually going on in their lives. I think he was trying to paint sort of a picture right like yeah they're fighting and they're not getting along but i don't think he wanted to air all the all the dirty laundry gotcha yeah really yeah yeah you know because yeah. that's why when he was like now i'm just gonna say it like he had finally like reached his you know like he was like you haven't been home you're sleeping over there you you know whatever and he's just he didn't know about the room though because when she said i have a room over there he he didn't know what was his little smart ass comment to her when he when when she said, I have a room over there, and he was, I don't know, it made me laugh. And then I, I missed a lot of what was said after that. But he said something smart-ass towards her, and I just laughed my ass off. But anyway. I, I can't remember. I it. can't remember. No, I can't remember. And then the earlier, so then they call Trish because she keeps going on about the hooker thing, right? Yes. And Mike's like, let's just call her. So they call Trish, and I freaking love that woman. And <laughs> Trish is just like, I did not call you a hooker, but let me tell you the 57 other things that I dislike about you. <laughs> and Trish just like goes into it and is just like, you're mean to Michael, you're using him, you're this, you're that, blah, 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 blah. And like, even like when they got in the fight and Mike eventually just like stormed out and then the producer, you know, the producer's just like, well, what do you think? And even that, she's like, do you see, like, he wants me to love him, but how can I love him when he treats me like this? And, you know, Natalie is just always the victim. It's always like she's mm-hmm. wronged and Michael, Mike is so mean to her and look how he treats me and this is why I have to do this and blah, blah, blah 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 mm-hmm. Ag- agreed like I think Trish was just laying it telling her exactly how she felt all along right mm-hmm. and she never got the opportunity to say because she was trying to protect her son like she wasn't trying to to, to say to her this is how you've been treating my son because she knew he had to go back with her but she finally got the opportunity to say it and she did not mince words no, mm-hmm. and Natalie, for, you know, whatever whatever it's worth with her, she wasn't able to control the, nat- the narrative. Like, she had to sit there. She had Mike yelling at her in real time, and then she had Trish on the phone yelling at her in real time. So she wasn't, she didn't have the benefit of being in a confessional by herself, being edited to look like the victim. And, ooh, they're so mean to me, and I try so hard, and look at what they do to me. But, I mean, they were coming at her, and they were coming at her with some good shit. Like, I was sitting there going, Natalie, you got to say something instead of staring straight ahead, looking like a deer in headlights. Because that's all she did. She just sat there. She didn't defend herself. She didn't say a word. She just sat there, and she stared ahead. And I was like, say something. But Mm -hmm. that was me. She had nothing to say because she, she knew. should have, though. Like, you know, I mean, I'm OK. So they're right. So then you just sit there and be like, OK, be a woman, be a big girl, put your big girl pants on and say, OK, yeah, 
you're right. Yeah, it's kind of like the gig is up. Yeah. Like I hate, oh, uh-huh. the jig is up or whatever the saying yeah. is. Like I hate it. I hate saying that, but like that's kind of what it is, right? Like everyone's mm-hmm. kind of on to you. Everybody's like, what the hell? You've been doing all these things. You just keep playing the victim. You keep making it out that Mike is this like terrible person. But like now it's time to, you know, like we have to confront it. Yeah, yeah we have to confront yeah. it. And Trish is the one that's just like, I'm not standing for it anymore. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. um, and then next week, I mean, it gets even Trisha's screaming about something else, too. So it's like it'll just um, continue. Oh, well, she, oh, she was telling Mike, like, why? I don't know why you're with her or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So Trish was yet yet again screaming. You're right. So the tell all should be interesting. Let's just say that. So, mm-hmm. um, OK, so last moving on to everybody's yelling at Andre. So look. I know I keep saying it that I'm on Andre's side and I, I, I have to keep saying it because these women, these sisters are just, I just think they're the absolute worst. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they, the house, they go to look at it. This is what we're flipping. Fine. Chuck comes. He's yeah, this is what I'm going to do it. Whatever. Right. I bought it for Mm -hmm. whatever he says. I bought it for 160. We can sell it for two, whatever. Right. And then that's it. So this is going to be sort of like the first flip that they're going to do. So now, of course, Libby's like, well, I have to tell my sisters, which also I'm like, why do you have to tell them? Right. Well, they're going to find out at some point. So I might as well just tell them. I know, but let me tell them when we're going to look at bouncy houses for my um, for my kids' well, birthday party. Because you can't drop right? the news in the show if you're not somewhere in public having an yeah, awkward and, conversation. And somewhere totally random, right. right? You know what I mean? Like, anyway, so she tells the sisters, of course, they're pissed. And this is the other thing. They're like, they're, he's taking money out of my pocket. He's taking it out of my pocket. And it's like, no, he's not. And this is right. why. If this was a house that you bought, and Chuck was like, you know what? Instead, I'm going to let Andre flip it and he's going to keep the money. Then, yeah, that's taking money out of your pocket, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or if Chuck said to you, I'm buying this house and you're going to flip it. and Okay, fine. That's taking money out of your pocket. You're mm-hmm. not even involved in this equation. Chuck is buying a house. He said to Libby and Andre, I will work with you guys to do the renovations, do whatever we need to do and flip it. And then we will split the money, right? So mm-hmm. that's not taking money out of anyone's pocket. No. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So but that's annoying. A little bit. Was it Jen that kept saying it's about me? It's about money. It's about, you know, money mm-hmm. out of my pocket. And I'm just as she's saying it, I'm wondering if she realizes how a selfish and b stupid she sounds saying all that out loud. Like she can't think beyond the Oh, it's it's money out of my pocket. It's my family's livelihood. No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, yes. And they keep saying, and Chuck keeps saying, I did. it's not any different than what I did for you guys. Right. And they keep saying it's totally different. It's totally different. But I'm like, how? How? <laughs> I'm sure Chuck bought a house and then you worked with him to flip it. Like, I'm sure yeah. that's what happened. I don't think they were initially buying the houses. Maybe now they do because now they have more money. But mm-hmm. like, I'm sure it was always Chuck doing the initial yeah. investment. And he's helping his because- kids. Their family and, 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 you know, if they feel like if Libby was the one coming to Chuck and he was doing it with Libby one-on-one, there would be no Andre, like, part of it. And that's where they have the problem. They have the problem with Andre. Yeah, I know. But at the same time, it's like, but that's Libby's husband. And if Chuck wants to treat Andre like one of them, like one of his kids, then that's just that's what it is you know what I right. mean and so now they're gonna have the birthday party um which their little girl I know I say it every so week cute. she's so, so cute. cute oh my god she's so cute so they have a nice party Charlie and the wife are not coming because they, they couldn't make it. make it yeah they couldn't make it part <laughs> of me was like I wonder if they had COVID anyway <laughs> because she's like they all had to test negative for COVID for the for the party right yeah. so um so they all show up for the party and it's super cute and you know right away is it Jen or Rebecca? Jen? I never can tell the difference. It's Jen. Jen comes in hot and she's like, oh, Andre, I'm sure you didn't help with this. Like, I'm sure you didn't set this up and I'm sure that you had nothing to do with this. And it's like, why is she saying like in the problem with Andre? We've talked said this before. He goes from zero to 60. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's no build up with this guy. So he immediately wants to like go for her throat because he's just like, why are you saying that? Like, why do you think I wouldn't be helping for my for my daughter's birthday party. And she knows that. And that's why she said it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I have a question. Mm-hmm. So do we think that the sisters come in hot like that? And 
of course, we've always talked about how this is fake. So, but I'm just saying if it was real, the sisters come in hot like that because Libby is telling them one thing and then saying the other thing to Andre. Do we think that Libby is the one that's saying something different and they're coming in like maybe she's like, he doesn't help me. I had to do everything, you know, blah, 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 blah. So they come in saying those things because they're hearing that from Libby. No, Hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. That's interesting because definitely, I mean, I I don't know because then Libby plays the innocent, right? When they start Mm -hmm. coming on to him and it's like, don't say anything about my husband or this week it was like, do not fight over birthday cake. And I was like, that is the weirdest line. (laughs) Is that what she said? Because I thought she said, (laughs) don't talk about the cake like that. And I was like, yeah, don't talk (laughs) about the cake like that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely it something was about something. like, don't talk about the cake. And it was like, what? Like, yeah, just like so weird instead of like, don't talk about my husband. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know because Libby definitely, Libby doesn't ever say, which I don't know that she would like, yeah, well, I told them that you don't really help me, you know? So, right. but she could because we all know that people do that, right? Like my eyes exactly. do everything and they never clean the house. And they never do laundry and you know, the millions of other things that people have. That, that they're doing so she could be complaining to them for sure she could be but these people right. are, are like they find their lens so well like you this would be on mm-hmm. camera somewhere of Libby right. bitching about oh Andre doesn't help me do this and we have this mm-hmm. big party coming up and he's been sitting around you know playing with nothing like you know what I mean like we would have seen that I think for this but in the past I bet she has and that might be where right. Jen came up with that where they feel that way and then I had another thought like do you guys think that like all of a sudden Chuck's on the Andre train right do you guys feel like Chuck like knew someone that was cool back in the day that looked like Andre and he was never his friend and now he's like I'm gonna make this guy my friend and we're gonna like build houses together or some shit. I think like, Chuck's I... just trying to keep the peace. <laughs> just... I feel like I feel like Chuck Chuck is Chuck is reclaiming his youth by trying to befriend his high school bully. Oh my god, I love love that. I just thought it was just so funny because like the way he's just so like he's such a like a goofball you know compared to Andre that you're just kind of like you could see them like in the new movie the new um if they redid twins, Arnold, oh, Jesus. Danny in the field, Chuck and Andre, oh my twins. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry. I went, I went all the way off thinking about that, but you know, I mean, I think that they just clearly um, are always gunning for him. And we did see Jen's kids. Is it Jen? What's the yep. other sister's name? There's Jen and Becky. Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, we did see Jen's kids this episode. So that was interesting. And then um, I like the way they're like, well, dad did this for me and it's my house like no backseas okay he bought it for me and I'm like you guys are like grown-ass women having a fight over like over this like situation that is not affecting anybody in the least but they're acting like it's affecting them majorly you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and it's just yeah totally yeah it's so annoying and like I mean and then I think Andre just ran over there to cut the cake to get out of the drama well, he wanted some sweets in his belly. That's what he said. He goes, <laughs> we want sweets in our belly. And also, like, fine. Was it, he should, like, okay. He probably shouldn't have been cutting the cake before they sang happy birthday to the kid, right? But the sister, I mean, I probably would, at that point, I would have just been like, I'm going to cut up this whole fucking cake if you don't shut up. Because she just kept like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't do that. You can't. And then Libby mm-hmm. screaming and everyone's screaming about the stupid cake. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you know what I mean? So, and it was funny because when they're holding up the cake for the kid, you could see like this big cup mark like down the side of it because Andre <laughs> was trying to cut the cake. But the kid was so happy when they were singing to her. It was so cute. Um, and then the, did you see the grandmother was there holding the baby? I saw yeah. a martini mm-hmm. on one hand the baby and the other anyway <laughs> she so, have a <laughs> <laughs> so then Andre is going to cut the cake so now they're going to pick on Andre because he cut the cake too big but I will also say this I have two sisters and my sisters if I did that they would also be like what are you doing why did you cut Nazis. the cake so big I mean yes yes they would be cake all Nazis. over me yeah yes 
And it's like, like because you don't have a kid, you yeah. don't know how to cut cake for kids. A hundred percent. They would have oh, pulled God. the cake away from me. They would have yes. pulled the knife. Like, you don't yes. know, and you don't know what you're doing. Yes. You're never allowed to cut cake again. Yes. And I might yes. actually be talking from experience, which is why I'm telling this story. Trust me. Okay? And I am, I am, I am co-signing on experience. Yes. On experience. Because I was taught that you don't cut a full slice for a child. Yes. You cut a slice, and then you cut it in half. Yes. <laughs> So that's a hundred percent what was happening to Andre. So I feel him. And I think he was just kind of like, leave me alone. Like if this is how I want to cut the cake, let me cut the cake. And you know what? I have been Andre and I know that feeling Mm -hmm. of like, Mm -hmm. what does it matter? I cut the cake. I put it on a plate. If it's too big for your kid, cut a piece off and give it to the kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's like, Mm -hmm. they're babies, they're babies. But also, like, her kids are not babies. They're, like, 12. Maybe that girl wants a big piece of cake. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, maybe Eleanor, or is that the baby's name? Eleanor, I never remember Mm -hmm. her name. Maybe Eleanor doesn't, maybe Eleanor doesn't because she's two and she probably just wants to stick her face in the frosting. You know what I mean? But, like, Chuck, Chuck's going to eat a full-size piece of cake. So, like, leave. He sure is. Leave Andre alone. Well, they had two cakes. So there's more than enough cake to go around. They had the little one, and then they had another one sitting on the table, too. Yes. That cake looked good, too, though. Now I want cake. Mm. It looked delicious. And I also loved when – so then Jen leaves in a flurry. Everyone's swearing. I mean, Andre just starts swearing. And I love when Andre said, get the fuck out of this birthday house. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Why did she throw the cake at him, though? Because that's a waste of a good piece of cake. I don't even know. And then he's like, they act like teenagers and they do like, okay, you're mad at him. You're actually mad at your father. You're not mad at Andre, but you can't throw cake at your dad. So you're going to throw it at Andre. Mm -hmm. And we all know Andre has been, had a bad rap this whole time, right? Because he is a little misogynistic, but I mean, look, there's, I'm not saying Andre is like a showpiece, but like, I definitely think that they have been treating him just not well and like even Rebecca was like look this is your house I'm gonna respect you I'm not gonna come in here and start like yelling at you and whatever and like Jen just like came in and was just right away with the attitude and it's like then don't come stay home well Jen also didn't have a whole lot of cameras time this season so this was her big moment because <laughs> Jen's was usually it. the even keeled one yeah like, she's kind of the yep. calm one Becky's the one that comes in like the princess on fire but Jen took over that role for the past few episodes so yeah she, that's true she came right. in and just right away right. yeah exactly so and my favorite when he was like they're trying to drag me into that pity drama thing <laughs> like, I'm like what i, I was know. like what is a pity drama thing like i was like his his quotes are so great like it's just like i was like okay but yes here we go again down the they threw cake like they were like ellie's birthday's coming up we're gonna throw cake at you andre okay and then you overreact and start cursing and i'm yes. like oh these poor babies, they hear so much cursing. They probably learn, like I said, they learned the curse words before their ABCs. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, hun- that is definitely mm-hmm. Eleanor's first word, like for sure. Like fuck <laughs> is her first word, you know? <laughs> and like, you could even see when Jen was leaving with the daughter, like you could tell that the daughter was doing that kid thing where it's like, but I don't like, why do we have to leave? Cause she's yep, probably like yep. having a fun time in the bouncy house, like playing with the other kids and like, you know, and they get all wrapped up in this drama. So, yeah, I, I and on next week's episode, Chuck decides that he wants to have a barbecue for everybody because he needs his family back together. Um, and as Libby says, this is a really bad idea. So I guess we can look <laughs> forward to now they're going to be throwing like hot dogs and hamburgers at each other. Um, it was drinks. It was cake. And now we're going to move on to straight up cookout, cookout food. <laughs> straight up so, burgers. Yeah, exactly. So. Um. Wow. All right. I think. Okay. So that was pretty much everything, right? Yeah. I think that's so. Okay. All I got. So now we also got the reveal today about the next installment, right? So it's going right. to be 90 Day Fiance the other way, and it looks like that's going to be premiering August 29th. Mm-hmm. So I guess we have a few more weeks of this. We know that they were doing the tell-all because we could tell on Instagram that they were in New York and all that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping, I mean, what would be ideal is if we could take like a week off. Like I just need a break from all things 90 Day for like a week. Right. Um, but, you know, Matt Sharp's going to keep this machine moving. So I don't I don't know if he's going to do that. Right. Um, so we have. It was Fourth ret- of July. Exactly. He did. That was his gift to us. That was the country, the gift to the country. Um, So uh, some returning couples and a couple, two new couples actually on this one. So yeah. um, Yeah. So we'll, 
I mean, so not too excited about So do we want to talk about, about who those couples are? That yeah, let's, let's let's quickly talk about the ones coming back. Yeah. yeah. So there's Kenneth and Armando. Yeah. Who, who else, ladies? Uh, Jenny and Submit. Yeah. Corey mm-hmm. and Evelyn. Ugh. They were yep. on a few seasons ago. If you guys remember them. Ugh. I Ugh. cannot stand her. I cannot Same. stand her. Same. Ugh. Same. But I mean, and then there's. That's the three. I think it's only five. So that's oh, no, Ariella, uh, Binyam, Binyam, and Ariella. <gasps> okay, and then we've got two new ones. Those are um, who are they? Stephen and Alina, yes. and Ellie and Victor. Yes. So this should be interesting. At least we get some new blood in the game. You know, yeah, it's not enough though. I'm, it's only two. It's two out of the five, or two out of the six. I know. I know. It's like. This is all they're giving us. Maybe people aren't 90 day fiancéing anymore. Well, because of you know, well, COVID, COVID makes it difficult, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they're dating in their own cities they for are. once. <laughs> Gosh darn it. it. So, yes, that's our that and and then there's also that Caribbean life one which I watched and it's pretty amazing, you ladies. So, I think you should oh, check it great. out. I got to watch that. It's amazing. It threw me all the way back to like the beginning of 90 Day Fiance. Wow. Just really? saying. Yes. Oh, that yes. Was some good it's really stuff. good. Okay. So maybe we could watch it and like dabble right. and talk about it one I'll day dabble. soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's all I have. Are you done? You got- I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. done. Okay. She's done. Benito. I think that's everything, but I just want to tell you both that you're soft and beautiful and you are women with a capital <laughs> W. <laughs> Okay. I will take that into this week. Thank you. Namaste. Yes. That's going to be our mantra. <laughs> Namaste for sure. Next time I see you, we'll cuddle in bed. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Until next week, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Bye.